This is Urban Tiger Radio, a project supported by CybermouseMultimedia.com, sponsors of our free weekly podcasts. Search for Urban Tiger Radio in the iTunes Store or on Stitcher.com and hit the subscribe button to receive free automatic downloads. Please remember to share and rate our show before you leave. Hi, this is Bill Allerton from Urban Tiger Radio. In my hand today I have a book by Caroline Pitcher. This book was republished by Cybermouse Multimedia in 2014 and it's called 11 O'Clock Chocolate Cake. In case you're wondering why it's called that, it will all become apparent. The tagline for the book is that things always seem better with chocolate. Now this story is about Emma Peake and I'll read you the back of the book. It says, This is the story of summer just gone. It's the story of Lizzie and Star and me, Dodo, Pramgram, Bottom Bob and Boss Woman, Tuba Boy and the Beautiful Stranger. It's also the story of John O. Watkins and my feet. Who's telling this story? Me, Emma Peake, known to the chosen few as M. Life changed for all of us this summer. Emma Peake is a 15-16 year old girl who was just about to sit the most important examinations in her life. Most of the action takes place on the bus on the way to or from school and as that bus takes her to school she comes across the most important bus stop at the very centre of the universe. I remember Emma is a young girl and there is a man waits for the bus every day at this bus stop, and M has fallen for him from a distance. This is a coming-of-age book, and as such it's very evocative of that time and period of people's lives when the importance of schoolwork, possibility of uh, finding love and affection, hormones racing around, and these people in this book are so excitable that once you actually pick the book up, you put, you can, just can't put it down. I picked this book up to look with a view to republishing it. I decided, I went to bed one night and I thought, I'll just read a few pages of this before I go to sleep. Three o'clock in the morning, I finished the book. I just couldn't put the manuscript down at all. And there are phrases that M uses, like, well, Rudy Pooh and things like that, that actually sort of impact on you, and I keep finding myself using, even though it was 2014 when I picked up the book to read it. So, go ahead, enjoy. This is a book for girls of around, I don't know, well, well girls or boys, actually, of around maybe anywhere between 10 and 13, 14, looking forward to that time in their life when exams and relationships will become the most important thing in their lives. Amazingly, this book also has recipes. It has one, two, three, four, five recipes in it, all of which can be made quite simply and cheerfully by anyone who's read the book. Uh, they I'll list them for you. Late Night Noodles, John O. Watkins' Skanky Scones, although that doesn't quite work in Sheffield because we call them scones. 
The 11 o'clock chocolate cake, which is what the book is named after. The 11 o'clock chocolate cake is what all these girls get together and make when they've got an emotional crisis in their lives. Then we have one for great huge cookies with a hint of ginger and hands-free pizzerettes. Now, all these things are very, very simply made, very simple ingredients. So if you buy them for a child, you can work with them in the kitchen and make them yourself. So there you go. I'll read you a little from the inside now, and I'll read you the first sort of chapter. The chapters are very short, punchy, and this one is called Don't Miss the Bus. So there was Star, wandering along to the stop when the bus came roaring down the road and right through her dreams. Vroom, whoosh, hiss! I yelled, Run, Star, run! Everyone on the bus rubbernecked to stare at her. Star doesn't run if she can help it. When she does, her legs lope, great, huge lopes. Her knees point to the sky. She can shift if she wants to, even at ten past eight in the morning. She just missed being crumpled in the door as it folded shut. There was a roar. Brilliant, babe! From someone too unspeakable to look at especially this early in the morning. I star, ready for E-Day, I said, as she slumped on the seat in front of me. She nodded, too puffed to speak. Today was Tuesday, but not a normal Tuesday. Tuesday, today was E-Day, the start of exams. Lots and lots and lots of them. Today stretched ahead of me like a pond, all murked up with slimy weed. There was only one light which could shine through that murk like a big beacon, and that light was the beautiful stranger. He was the best thing about the bus. He was the best thing about everything. A lot of this story happens on the bus to school, so I'd better tell you what it's like. It's red, it's a single decker, it growls along the road and hisses when it stops. It's like a great, huge millipede with eight wheels instead of a thousand hairy little legs. Do millipedes have hairy legs? That's one of the universal questions, isn't it? Perhaps we'll never know. The wheels on the bus go round and round. The heads on the bus go swivel and stare, but the people on the bus don't chatter, chatter, chatter. Not first thing in the morning, anyway. They make sure their eyes don't meet anyone else's. They pull faces if they can't get the same seat every morning and make grump-thrump noises. Sometimes they sit with their mouths dropped open, but they shut them before they get off. It's not a school bus, you see. Real people get on, too. It's just that a lot of us from school get on it in the mornings and afternoons. The seats are blue stuff like carpets with little white and red flecky spider patterns. They're new and they don't smell horrible and they're not all stuck up with gum and sticky stains like some buses I've been on. The driver is called Steve. He's got dark hair and an earring in the side nearest the door, but I don't know if he's tall or short because I've never seen him standing up because he's always sitting down to drive our bus. Lizzie flirts with Steve every morning. Lizzie is a flirt. You can either flirt or you can't. I can't. 
Steve wasn't driving that morning anyway. Packets and Poems and Mayo Jars By now, Star was deep in a book. Star reads like other people breathe. She reads comics and newspapers, cereal packets, labels on mayo and marmalade jars, The Tempest and bus tickets. She reads poems and prattles on about Ted Hughes, Jackie Case, Seamus Heaney and Benjamin Zephaniah. I've even seen her read myths while we're broom whoosh hissing through the gloomy city. You know those old stories. Odd a Greek goes sailing around the world, gets sung at by sirens and meets a one-eyed giant. I like those stories, but I wouldn't read them on a bus. Star smooth strands of back hair behind her ears. Her mum used to braid her hair and it looked great, but it took hours and hours to do. When her mum went away, Star couldn't do it on her own, so she just tied it back on her neck so that it fluffed out like a feather duster. Today she'd pulled it up and squashed it into a little knot on the top of her head, neat as the bobble on a teapot lid, all ready for exams. I stared at that hair and wished I could do the same. I've got the wrong sort of hair. I'm not in control of my hair like Star. I groaned. I don't want today. What kind of a life is this, Star? She turned round and said, Don't worry, Em. It will all be fine. So that's an excerpt from 11 O'Clock Chocolate Cake by Caroline Pitcher, who is a very well-known children's author, actually. So, And I was honoured that Caroline allowed me to republish her book. I hope you like the cover. That took me hours. Uh, it's full of hearts, broken. It's got a clock, an alarm, 11 o'clock. I know that Caroline was very, very pleased with it when I brought it out. So there you have it. And that's the book for celebrations. So go and buy it for birthdays, Christmas, Thanksgiving, or just because you love someone. I'll see you later. Bye. Well, that's all for this week's show, folks. I hope you enjoyed your free podcast from Urban Tiger Radio. And if you've hit that subscribe button, you'll be hearing from us again in a week's time. So it's a goodbye from me and a... (coughs) From Nelly. Goodbye.